Hello everyone, this is Danielle Albrecht coming to you as an independent educator. I am going to give you an update this week on um, our virtual learning or online learning or whatever crisis mode learning, maybe that's what I'll call it from from now on. Um, But I wanted to give you an update on what things were like this week. Uh, This was our second week with online instruction and we had live classes with Zoom. And so I wanted to tell you what I learned this week. And the first thing last week was kind of the ups and downs, the good, bad and ugly. This week, I really, um, I'm gonna call this one smooth sailing because I think that all of us are figuring out that this is how it's gonna be for a while, if not the rest of the school year. And therefore, I think we're all kind of adjusting to a new normal and I'm finding a better balance of work and not checking my email and uh, time away from um, being with students uh, virtually in that sense. So um, let me start off with uh, just reminding you, we are... um, basically having 45 minute classes. We have a three day or three class rotation um, that we have um, going through our schedule. So I have three classes per day, um, which means compared to last week, it's a little bit more spread out uh, when I see students. So some days I have one class, some days I have two. Um, So my schedule is a little bit different this week, but that meant I had a little more time to schedule meetings uh, with my students. And then some of the other roles that I play, including lead advisor, uh, advisor to my group, I run a club on entrepreneurship. So all of that stuff, was added back on this week, which was okay. It wasn't anything overwhelming. Um, And again, we were really, really lucky that we were given a few weeks to um, get into the swing of things. So um, a few things I learned this week. Um, One, I got much more comfortable with Zoom. I was more comfortable doing the breakout rooms and getting different students working with in different groups and then being able to assign stuff much like I would do in the classroom. So our classes, when we're in my classroom, typically I had 80 minutes, and now I'm in 45 minutes. So one thing I noticed this week was I didn't spend as much time at the beginning welcoming kids in, um, and they were a little bit more tardy than normal, I would say, this time. Uh, But I started every class right on time um, so that I used 45 minutes, but then I never went over. Whereas last week, some of my classes were... Um, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. I was a little bit more loose on the schedule, but this one I was a lot more rigid in that, you know, at 45 minutes, I cut myself off um, from group instruction, but if kids wanted to stay on the call, then they certainly could. I would say this week I was probably on Zoom four to five hours per day still, and that'll definitely change moving forward. So I only have 45 minute classes. So Typically with meetings and such, that's probably about two and a half hours. But then I was still doing uh, retesting with students. So remember I do standards-based grading and I really wanted to honor that that could still happen. Um, Since we took that test prior to uh, spring break, it's been a number of weeks, but students um, were able to meet with me uh, and review their mistakes. And so I let that happen through the end of last week as well. And now all of them have retested other than a handful of students that just couldn't make the deadline for whatever personal reasons they had. 
Um, and again, I promised to be very flexible. So when kids needed that extra time, you know, I have no idea what other teachers are assigning right now. Um, you know, there's not the lunchtime conversations of, oh, this project's due or this is what our, we're working on. Um, not that we always talk shop at lunch, but we at least would get a little bit more of that information. Or I used to be able to walk down the hallway and see students working on something and I could pause and ask them what they were doing and what they were learning. And so I always felt like I had much more of a pulse of what that their academic life was like. Then add in the fact that I really have no idea what their home lives are like now. I never did, but this is a different home life for everybody. Way more time together, way more um, uncertainty. Plus I teach mostly seniors who for this week, they face the fact that they won't have a prom. Um, they won't have an award ceremony. So far that's as far as we've, we've gotten to within our um, scheduling. But I think that's something that, you know, again, trying to be super flexible is the best way to handle all of this. Um, and so that, you know, added some extra time. I think next week I'll have, you know, a lot of kids just wanting some individual help. If there's a new concept that I'm teaching, um, several have been really smart about scheduling time just to go over stuff. I'm quickly grading things. Um, that most of their homework is simply going through some practice problems online and then I'm giving them immediate feedback. And like I said, last week, you know, some of the overachievers are definitely like wanting that feedback right away. That calmed down a little bit this week. I think that other work picked up and so that that wasn't as intense for them. However, many students recognized they weren't understanding concepts when they did a few tries and they kept getting low scores on uh, their responses. I like seeing that kids were self-starters and you know reached out to me and said, hey, can you schedule time? Um, like I said last week, I'm still finding that, you know, a five minute conversation that used to happen after class now lasts 10, 15 minutes um, or a 15 minute session usually lasts 30 minutes. So I would say all of my Zoom conference calls with students are scheduled for about 30 minutes. And then um, using the waiting room feature, when I have multiple kids who are scheduled around the same time, they can sign on and just get alerted when I'm done with that. So again, I'm getting more savvy with how to use Zoom and the features within Zoom. And the students are pretty comfortable as well, obviously, figuring that out. Um, but Another thing that happened this week is I teach all AP courses and the college board came out with specific uh, dates of when the exams will be and the format uh, was specified this week. So I now have another week of instruction. And so, you know, we're doing this online at least through the end of this month. And so now I have to kind of come up with a strategy with how to... I've taught all the information in geography. We can always review, but the reality of about six weeks of review is way more than I would ever do normally. So I am going to spend a good amount of time this week kind of planning for what's gonna happen after that. We have a three-day week this week because we had um, planned uh, days off because of Easter break coming up. So. You know, I'll have more time to reflect. Uh, I think throughout this week, you know, traditional Zoom classes will be fine. After that, I think I want to give them more kind of independent study type sessions where they'll have to do their own work. 
I do foresee that that'll be a bit of a divide, um, especially in geography where I have a lot of juniors and seniors. I think the juniors will be uh, okay with that, still in it. This is their first AP exam. They're going to still be really active working towards that that score and the goal. Um, I can see seniors maybe not staying on task as much, but that's to be expected, and and that's a rational thing given what's happening to them. Um, I've been reading a lot of articles about being sensitive to the senior class, about how to be flexible with online learning, and I would say that every single article really is spot on. One thing I'm reminded of every single time is that I'm a consistent presence in their life. I was there before all of this happened. I'm their teacher, you know, that they spent a lot of time with. So as much as possible, I'm just trying to bring that consistency to the classroom, um, you know, asking them questions in the same way, bringing in current events in similar ways, uh, reviewing, doing those same strategies as much as possible. And, um, and, you know, noticing that uh, and asking them for feedback. Uh, one class last week, I asked them at the end um, what kind of format they liked because I had done the breakout rooms during one of the classes last week and I hadn't the other time. And they really enjoyed time to work in smaller groups and have me check in. This week, I was asking them in that particular class to come up with various um factors of why tourism may or may not be a good sustainable development strategy for a country's economy. Um, So we looked at the developing world and the developed world and how that might be um, within the tourism industry. They talked about ecotourism. They looked at economic, social, cultural, political factors, uh, what it does to the environment. So it was a nice conversation. And again, that's my class of about 32 kids. So to have conversation with 32 is really hard online. So I broke them in into six different groups. And so they were able to uh, work with, with kids that they were used to working with. I made it this time, I made sure that they were with friends that they typically work with. And so I think that was a pleasant thing. But whenever I dropped into groups and, um, you know, was able to, to ask for, you know, just be present with each group, it seemed like a lot of good activity and discussion was going on. And so, you know, making the best of situations like that. I've continued with the discussion boards and I can tell that a handful of students are really still staying on top of that. I've noticed a bit of a fall off with other students and I think it's hard. You know, if if I'm doing Zoom and then they're supposed to go look at the website where all of my class stuff is posted and then they have to go look somewhere else, I think it gets confusing for them. So I'm really going to try to minimize, you know, I thought of using um, a good tool like Parlay and I just don't think I'm going to complicate waters, um, the waters anymore. I think there's enough, um, that they're following with other classes that I think I'll stick to the tools that I've been using. There's nothing wrong with them. They're working for us. Um, And so that's something that I'm gonna keep going with. I did think of of something that I don't miss um, with online instruction and that's the, um, I haven't had to correct anyone's behavior. I haven't had to, you know, stop side conversations. And they could be chatting, you know, texting each other during class, but 
um, you know, that's something that even with seniors, I realize gets frustrating. And, um, you know, they're usually doing side conversations about the subject, you know, and they're trying to, you know, they're, they're wonderful children. However, it's funny that I, I don't have that element, right? Now, the flip side is I don't actually get the energy from them. I don't get to feed off of their energy in the room. I don't get to feed off their laughter or their, you know, I can't read the room in the same way, especially during um, when I'm lecturing and, and trying to discuss stuff. I certainly, you know, kids will raise their hand, use that feature within Zoom. Um, but I always pause and say, okay, is you know, anyone have questions? And there's that awkward time where sometimes nobody has one or, you know, and so I'm building that into my lesson so that I do slow down and make sure that, you know, everything is, is um, there for them. However, it's just a totally, totally different thing altogether, which is an understatement. The other thing is, I think now in my mind, I've shifted that everything they do is open note because there's no way I can prevent them from using their notes. But I've found a few times where my students are still responding to stuff without using their notes. And I'm not sure if it's just unclear expectations, um, but that's something I'm going to address this week is that, you know, I'm, we're, we're going to have a summative assessment in another two weeks. And at that point, you know, I'm assuming they can use their notes, that they are going to um, be able to use the tools. It will be time, so they can't completely rely on those things. They will have the need to study prior to taking that assessment. However, you know, I think that's something I'm really going to openly state is that, you know, use your references. Don't, don't go, I'm not sure. You know, sometimes when they're just answering stuff, they're, they're wonderfully honest. At the same time, look it up. Be curious to, you know, find that answer right in front of you because it's there and I know it's there. Um, so that's something that, you know, I'm still working on adding layer after layer of their understanding and hoping that their last units, you know, really stick so that we can add on the new unit. And then usually review is my favorite part of the year, both at midterm and at the, the prep for AP exams. I absolutely love it when I've taught all the material and we can kind of, you know, paint the big picture then. And I can really get into how everything connects within the world uh, within cultures and, and geography, the same thing with economics as well. And that's one thing I'm a little uncertain of right now. I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to do that. I think I'm going to have a lot of uh, independent practice, uh, time where I can meet with kids that need it. I'm, I'm planning on using um, Sign Up Genius for independent times like that uh, as we get closer to the exams. But I'm not sure what I'll do as much. Usually I had a very prescriptive uh, plan of do this, do this, uh, but I think I don't have that yet. So maybe in my next update, I'll have a better idea of what that is. Part of it is we don't even know how many times a week we're going to really see them. Are we going to maintain the same schedule? So I can't get too far ahead of myself planning out every date. Um, of my year. I've, I've certainly been a very organic person as far as planning in general. I'm one of those teachers that always knows what I'm going to teach. And I know that I have enough time to teach stuff. I'm pretty good at pacing. 
but I've never been able to give my students a whole month and say, here's what's going to happen every day because I never, you know, know what I'm going to cover. And if I have to, you know, go back and teach a lesson, I'll always do that because that's most important. Or sometimes kids just get really excited about stuff. And that's something I've thought of doing, um, uh, once we finish all of the uh, the curriculum for econ, which I'm still about a week and a half away from that, and then once we assess, um, given that we still have six weeks, I'm going to open it up to, you know, what else do you want to know about economics that we haven't covered? Uh, because I think that whatever they're curious about is going to be really helpful driving our review and driving our, our um, understanding. The other thing is I'm thinking of adding in a project that I was going to take out, but now that I have an extended timeline for review, I think I will add back in a project. Um, so again, I, you know, I'm, I'm bringing this up not because I, I you know, need to share all the details, but I, for those of you who are doing online instruction, this is stuff that you're going to face similar things is what I, I bet is that you're going to find the need to be flexible. You know, another thing I'm seeing is May 1st is really college decision deadline. And so this year students are having to decide on colleges without being able to make those final visits to college. So they're doing virtual tours. They are, you know, connecting with alums or connecting with people that might know something about the school or, you know, so they're being really savvy. And so I'm really mindful not to add more to their plate beyond what they're experiencing. You know, the fact that college decisions are still looming and something else, I, you know, I'm, school's important. Um, but ultimately if they do 45 minutes with me, you know, hearing econ, a little bit of practice outside, that's really what I'm expecting them to do. Um, so if I do add a project back in, it would be in lieu of formal meetings. So I would connect with them, have them sign on, ask questions as they, and as they need it, and then they'd be able to work on this project. So that might be something that it kind of looks like as we near the AP exam. However, I do need an econ to go back to micro and, and do a formal review of that information. So hopefully that is still, you know, accessible in their memory and, and we can go back through that rather quickly, especially now that it's, there's no multiple choice. I'm just really prepping them for um, graphing or, or free response questions um, and making sure they can explain stuff really well is is kind of my go-to which is fun anyway because that's why it matters and why how to apply the stuff not just know all the vocab and and you know outsmart the multiple choice question so i'm looking forward to that challenge coming up um but i will say you know overall this week was still very reflective uh opportunities for me to you know think of how i could do it better there were a lot of times where i you know supported kids in different ways, um, you know, than, than normal and was able to really find, um, a lot more moments where I could cut off or disconnect from work, my work day at some point. Um, I checked my emails a lot less. I can't say that I received fewer emails. I still think that's just the main chain channel of communication. Um, obviously. So, I think that isn't going to slow down anytime soon, but I'm, I'm finding that, you know, I don't immediately respond to an email. 
I can let things pile up a little bit and attack it in the morning. So that's something that that has been a, a, a much better process this week. Uh, and I look forward to, again, a shortened week next week and um, maybe a little bit more routine uh, system for for the kids. I did have a few that are sleeping, you know, oversleeping through classes and, you know, the, that, that nine o'clock class still is a little hard. So there's a few errors here and there. And, you know, when they miss a class, they, they can watch it on in a video or try to figure out what they missed. Um, that's something that just like college, if, if they're going to sleep through the, the class, they have to remedy it one way or another or, you know, face the consequences. So we do take attendance. We're still, you know, marking if kids there or not. But all of my students that have missed have been really good about, you know, touching base with me about why they weren't there and, and what that meant. So I'm grateful. I'm still really excited that we're using Zoom and that we're able to see their faces and connect and hear their voices. Um, so all in all, I'm going to say that that week two was a much better week. And I hope everybody who is, you know, staying home and, and quarantining themselves is uh, feeling optimistic that we're going to get through this. If you're a teacher or if you're just somebody who is supporting teachers, which should be all of us, uh, I hope that, that this finds you well. And thanks so much for listening to my story. And I'll update you next week after we see what, what the next week brings. And thanks so much for listening.